Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. Now, Caroline, I think that I've mentioned maybe on the podcast before that I tend to favor my father looks wise. I look, mm-hmm. even growing up, I remember uh, going to my grandmother's house and she would go on and on and on about how I was just the spitting image of her son. And as a child, I didn't really know whether that was a compliment, like how to take it. Because for as long as I can remember, my dad has been completely gray, mm-hmm. completely like, gray over his whole body. Or are you just talking about hair? He's not uh, an is ashen, <laughs> an ashen human. Uh, no, his hair, his hair has been great. It's gone. It's getting whiter now. It's very majestic, very <laughs> regal, actually. Hello, Mr. Conger. Um, hey, Dad. Uh, so, in my mind, I've I've thought as I've grown up. Well, since I favor my father so much, I wonder if I'm going to get this gray because he. I come to find out he was completely gray. By the time he was 30. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Wow. And, you know, going gray is is pretty much genetic. Exactly. So last year, just about this time, post-Halloween, I'm uh, brushing my hair, doing, doing my face in the mirror, and oh, my God, there it is. It's already happening. <laughs> Uh-oh. I see the grays. Yeah. They are coming in. Yikes. A yeah. lot of them? I don't see any from here. You can't really, you gotta really look. Okay. They're well, in, they're in the temple, temple areas close to the scalp. Uh, temple of Doom. Every now, I have plucked a couple from the sideburn region. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with it for the most part. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, thanks dad. Yeah. You're going to have a, a gray haired daughter. Well, you're exactly right to thank your father. Um, mm-hmm. as you should, because going gray is related, like I just said, is related to genetics. And a lot of people have different theories about it. There mm-hmm. are different old wives tales and folk tales about it. Like if you are really scared or really stressed, you yeah. might all of a sudden go gray. But that's a bunch of hooey. It is a bunch of hooey. Um, and it's funny too, because when, uh, when I spotted those first hairs, I did think of my father, but I was also, in, Post breakup. So I was like, Oh man, this must be the, the work of heartache and stress. <laughs> no, man. I was just buying into an old, an old wives tale. Well, my favorite though, old wives tale about going gray overnight is that Marie Antoinette, the night before she went to the old guillotine, turned completely gray. <laughs> Ye old guillotine. Ye old guillotine. Also the name of my favorite bar. Um, well, no, she, well, yeah, some people say that she went gray completely the night before, but other people are like, well, she probably just took her wig off or had, right. she'd been in prison in jail. So she probably hadn't had access to any ye old hair dye. Or either. maybe it was just really dusty in it jail. It could be an old could French. could be that she jail. was making a lot of bread and was covered <laughs> in flour. <laughs> so many theories. We could just go on. So, um, you know, Kristen, you're, you're about to turn, how old are you? Bunch of guests. You're about to turn 27. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was hoping you were going to say 25. <laughs> well, or 23. Anyway, <laughs> is the grade the grade's giving it away? You're getting. I know. You're <laughs> you're getting very close to the average age that women go gray, which is around 30. 
And men typically don't go gray until about 35. So you're actually prematurely graying. See, and and who would have thought, like, because women are the ones, for the most part, who are dyeing our hair left and right because mm-hmm. it's not considered as attractive for a woman to be gray-headed. Uh, but we're the ones who go gray, gray first. Why can't we claim the gray? Why can't we be the silver foxes? I don't know. I mean, there was that blog from the New York Times. What's mm-hmm. uh, on the runway? Yeah, the, I think it's called The Cut or something. Yeah, well, they, they talk about, well, this was from last year sometime, where they talk about how fashionable it is to dye your hair gray. Yeah, gray had its fashion moment mm-hmm. in, in 2010. Really, I just thought it may. Uh, okay, this is going to sound like I'm hating on the gray heads, but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you I really, better not. I'm not. No, I think it looks. At one. No, I, not really. I. <laughs> I mean, I think. I think it looks great. But I think on some of these starlets and like hip, young, famous model type people who were dyeing like their hair Moss? gray. Yeah, I just think it made them look sick. Like mm-hmm. I think when your hair turns gray, like it turns your gray, right? And you look good with that. But I don't. I don't. All this like fake gray trend thing was weird. Fake gray. Yeah. I mean, that, I can see how that would be a very tricky color to get in. Although I have to give it to Stacy London, mm-hmm. host of TLC's What Not to Wear, because she has the best gray swoop, which I think kind of helped. She was one of the first people out there on television who's really rocking some gray. Yeah, I liked it, and I appreciated it. Um, but back to, back to science, science, let's step off the runway away from TV, away from my bathroom mirror. Yeah. Please. Everyone get out of Kristen's bathroom. <laughs> um, there's so many of you in there. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk about, let's have a, a, a brief refresher course on how hair even gets its color sure. to begin with. Yeah, let's do it. First, I like to imagine the scalp, the bare scalp, as just a pin cushion. (laughs) It's covered. I know. It's the image that comes to my head, though. Uh, Our heads are covered in roughly 100,000 follicles. So inside each of these follicles, these 100,000 little holes in your head, um, are cells known as keratinocytes. Mm -hmm. They build the keratin that becomes our hair. But before they sprout out of the follicle, melanocytes, the long word, okay? Melanocytes <laughs> inject melanin into the keratin, which give it its pigment. Yeah, and a fun little fact about melanin, despite all the shades of hair around us, uh, melanin only comes in two different shades, one of which is a dark brown or black pigment, and the other, which is a reddish yellow. Right, and genetics, you know, when your parents create you, mm-hmm. you, you get a little bit of both of their pigment. So, so it combines to form whatever shades we see, whether you have white blonde hair, totally dark brown, black hair, or reddish, brownish, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our hair turns to gray and possibly to white as the melanin runs out of the hair. And (laughs) nature, nature played a little, little trick on us way back yonder in the olden days, uh, because the reason why our hair will turn gray is because keratin cells are hardier and will outlast the melanin cells. Right. So you keep your hair, you just lose your color. Right. And, and the individual follicle will sprout numerous hairs. Like at certain point, I think it's what, like our, our hair is almost always in a constant state of growth. And then when it finally stops growing every like two to five years, it'll fall out. And then stem cells again within the follicle will get going those, the keratin and the melanin combining to form the hair. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, according to David Fisher, who's a professor of pediatrics at Harvard Medical School, uh, he says it's the gradual depletion of those melanocyte stem cells that leads to the loss of pigment. Right. Uh, Dr. Desmond Tobin, a professor of cell biology at the University of Bradford in England, suggests that the follicle has a melanogenic clock that slows down melanocyte activity. Wow, that was hard to say. Um, So genes regulate the exhaustion of the pigmentary potential of Mm -hmm. each follicle, but this occurs at different rates in different follicles. So you might be going gray before I do. But not all of your hair might go gray at the same time because everybody's right. follicles are different. They're all unique. They're all unique, just like our genes, which are determined, you know, when we exit the birthing canal. So, I mean. So from the beginning. So from the very beginning. Well, I was going to go gray. I was going to go gray as an infant right. at the it, age it that I am It was fated right now. to be. Um, but here's a fun fact, though, about who goes gray first. Um, according to WebMD, a white person a.k.a. me, is considered to be prematurely gray if his or her hair turns by the age of 20. So I'm not premature. You're just kind of. I'm just, you you're, know. You're a little early to the party. I'm ahead of the curve, as I like to put it. Right. Uh, and premature gray in African-Americans is going gray before 30. And that is because white folks tend to go gray first, whereas people of Asian and African descent tend to go gray last. Right. Okay, continuing on with our hair science, European researchers studying vitiligo found that people with a genetic defect have low catalase activity, which is responsible for breaking down naturally occurring hydrogen peroxide. And when it's not broken down, this results in elevated levels hanging out in the skin. Mm -hmm. So they thought, well, you know, could this have anything to do with why our hair goes gray or white? Um, there is some naturally occurring hydrogen peroxide in our follicles that builds up over time. And this buildup blocks the normal synthesis of melanin, which is, like we said, the natural pigment. Right. So scientists are thinking that maybe the more uh, hydrogen peroxide that builds up, you know, the lighter your hair gets. And the question there in terms of the relationship between stress and graying hair is whether or not uh, this buildup of hydrogen peroxide could be accelerated by any kind of stress factors. But when we're talking about stress from a scientific perspective like this, it's not deadlines, it's not staying up too late and overextending yourself, as we have a tendency to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking more about genotoxic stress and free radicals which is stress on an environmental and cellular level that can actually damage the DNA, which can then affect uh, those stem cells and whether or not they can regenerate new and colorful hair. Um, For instance, a 2009 Japanese study uh, found that ultraviolet light and chemicals damage our DNA and could cause the depletion of melanocyte stem cells along with blood stem cells and other cardiac and skeletal muscles. So... Uh, the thinking there was, hey, you know, if we could limit our exposure to that kind of de- genotoxic stress, then great, maybe we could slow down this aging process and the grain process. Uh, but the bad news is, is that the researchers also estimate that just a single mammalian cell, just one, is subjected to 100,000 genotoxic stressors every day. So yet again, it is unavoidable. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could just live in a dark room for the rest of your life, but you're still going to have to eat food and 
And what kind know. of stress would probably come from living in such a That's true. deprived environment? Then you would just be sad all the time. So no matter what, over and over again in these studies, um, even if there might be stressful, I have that in quotes, conditions going on, it still relates back to your genes because there's also thinking that the amount of stress and the way that our bodies physically handle and process stress again, relates back to our genes. Right. And researchers are hoping that studies linking um, studies into melanoma mm-hmm. could help with this graying hair and vice versa. Any any research done on um, how coloring changes and right. cells turn over, how, how when cells stop working in your hair follicle, it makes your hair go gray, but then they go into overdrive and cause tumors and, you know, those cancerous moles you get when you have melanoma. Right. So they think it could be linked. And in 2004, researchers from the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston were studying melanoma, which involves, like I said, an overproduction of melanocytes. When they found that the hair might go gray as the supply of melanocyte stem cells is depleted. Because things get a little wonky even before the melanocytes stop working. Right. Um, they start, before the stem cells are completely gone, they start making mistakes such as depositing the pigment at the wrong place in the follicle so that it ends up having no effect on the hair. So it seems like it's still hanging out in there, but it's just kind of getting forgetful. Right. So the, the, the fact could be that, um, in my, in my follicles of the gray hairs that I do have right now, there could be some melanocytes down there, but they're just, Tossing their pigment. Yeah, they're like to oh. the wrong areas. Yeah, they're just getting lazy. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like, lazy follicles. They're just phoning it in. Yeah, come on. What is follicles? wrong with your stem cells? Jeez. I don't know. Um, yeah, and I want to say that that 2004 um, melanoma study was the first really conclusive study that established that relationship between melanocytes and the depletion and going gray, as opposed to um, the old the old wives' tale about stress causing everything. And really scientists aren't so concerned about why our hair turns gray. The only reason that scientists have really looked into graying hair is because it's just another way to study the human process of Mm -hmm. aging. Because I would also like to point out that in a very unscientific survey conducted on Good Morning America, okay. Unscientific? (laughs) Uh, rigorous uh, study conditions for this one, I'm sure. Gail Cohen, who is a 61-year-old widow, whose hair began to go gray at the age of 25. What up, Gail? Um, right there with you. Uh, posted two ads on an online dating site, one showing her with her natural gray hair and another showing her as digitally enhanced <laughs> brunette. Uh, and lo and behold, she got more responses, 20 more responses, in fact, to the picture of her with the gray hair. Now, I didn't she's see. She's rocking it. Yeah, she, A, because she's probably rocking it. And B, I did not see the picture of a digital enhancement of brunette. And I just have a feeling maybe maybe it wasn't the best digital enhancement. People were like, what job. is that brown thing floating <laughs> above her head? That makes no sense. Yeah. Well, they actually just did it in Microsoft Paint. <laughs> just spray painted the, the head brown. Nice. Um, not Yeah, not all women are like Gail. Not everybody likes their gray hair so much. Mm-mm. Um. In a study from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, granted it was a small study, it was 36 women between the age of 71 and 94, a majority of women interviewed did not like their gray hair, but they still found it attractive in other women. Yeah, that was kind of the interesting thing. They, they thought that it made them look ugly, dependent, poor in health, 
socially disengaged, and culturally invisible. That's just a little extreme. Just here. I mean, I gotta say, Caroline, it, it is kind of a psychological trip when you start noticing gray hair coming it's in. True. Because it is a, you know, it's a physical sign of aging and it also indicates the, you know, all of the kind of baggage that comes with aging specifically for women in our well, culture. Sure. But I mean, I went to high school with a girl who started going gray in, in high school. Did she rock it? I, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, she had like black, black hair. She had really, this really long, thick, dark hair. And so her gray was really noticeable. But I mean, she didn't try to cover it up. You know, yeah. she was what, like 16 rocking some gray hair. And, and I think, I mean, for, we kind of joked about it earlier about the, um, the gray hair trend among the more, the more fashion elites and supermodels last year. But I got to say that I, that it's probably a good thing. You know, that it was at least coming more into the mainstream of this. Uh, yeah. I think it was it was an editor of Elle magazine. It was one of the women who uh, who got some publicity for dyeing her hair gray. And she called it uh, more subversive than glamorous. Yeah. So I'm going if, as my hair becomes grayer, I am going to consider it a sign of being subversive. Yeah. Or just nature taking its course. Or just an homage to my father. Right. Oh, yeah. See, that's a good way to think of it. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. And we do have to talk about other factors that can turn your hair gray, just aside from those genes that you inherit from your parents. Right. Um, you might have a vitamin B12 deficiency, mm-hmm. in which case go get yourself some vitamin B12 and stop being gray. <laughs> um, you could also have a pituitary or thyroid gland problem. So, I mean, if you notice some other things going on in your body, maybe just go to the doctor, get yourself checked out. Right. And some other autoimmune and genetic conditions that are associated with premature graying include vitiligo, Werner syndrome, and alopecia, uh, which causes only the colored hairs to fall out. And it looks like your hair has turned gray overnight. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, if gray doesn't run in your family and it seems like some health issues could be going on, then... Gray hair could be an indicator, like we said, of some other right. some other health conditions. So you might not actually have to have gray hair. It might not be your time. But you know what? I say if it is your time, uh, I would like it. to I would like to um, put myself out there as a unofficial spokesperson for embracing the gray. Yeah, you're an ambassador. I will. Thank you, ambassador. Mm-hmm. I will be the ambassador of gray. Um, and now <laughs> I think everyone's going to go on our Facebook page and try to enlarge <laughs> our profile picture to see if they can spot any gray and you can't because it's not that visible yet. <laughs> uh, but now I would like to hear from other men and women who have gone gray. Is it, was it a strange, um, to, to spot those first ones? Do women think it's cool? Anyone out there who's dyed their hair gray too? Yeah. Let us know. How do you look? Yeah. Do you like it? Did you keep it for a while? (laughs) Caroline has a very quizzical look in her eye. I do. So send us an email. Momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com is our address. And I have a quick email here regarding our recent podcast on the HPV vaccine. And this is from Christy. She writes... I wanted to tell you that I was diagnosed with HPV in 2007 when I was 21. I didn't know that I had it until I got pregnant and went in for a checkup with my OB. After my C-section, I had a colposcopy and a biopsy done, followed by the cryo procedure to remove it. I am so glad I had it removed because it could have turned into cancer. I definitely get checked every year now to make sure there are no more issues. I think it's great you ladies are informing everyone on the dangers and importance of regular visits to your doctor. Absolutely. Thank you for writing that. I think it's so important to get checked every year 
And if you have any type of cervical dysplasia, you know, you can go back more than just once a year if you want to be reassured by your doctor. Okay, and this one is from Amanda. She's recommending some more horror movies after our slasher film podcast. Um, she wants us to check out Hard Candy, featuring a young Ellen Page, which turns the tables on a predator of young adolescent girls. Ooh. Ginger snaps. I, I'm sure I'm going to take it seriously. Which takes a story of adolescent girls coming to terms with their emerging sexuality and twists it with werewolf mythology. This is the first of a trilogy, she says. That sounds amazing. Yes. Um, and I also want some ginger snap cookies now. Yeah, my mom keeps giving them to me. I don't know why. Bring them to the studio. I will. Okay. The Entity, which is a ghost story with sexual violent overtones, and I included in the list because the female character remains strong and defiant through the ordeal despite no one believing her. She Creature, which features a very, very evil mermaid. Ooh. Then there's some excellent Asian horror cinema like Dark Water and Tale of Two Sisters. Tale of Two Sisters also sounds creepy. I want to watch all of these <laughs> right now while eating ginger Slender snacks. Party. Well, thanks to everyone who wrote in. And also, if you'd like to send us your thoughts about graying hair, please let me know everything that you have to say on Facebook or you can find us over on Twitter at Mom Stuff Podcast and you can hit up our blog during the week as well. It's Stuff Mom Never Told You at HowStuffWorks.com Be sure to check out our new video podcast Stuff from the Future. Join HowStuffWorks staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?